0: Good day and welcome to Explore the Word podcast. I trust you're having a wonderful week. In this episode, we'll examine the Persian Empire, the Medo-Persian Empire. This empire and numerous of its kings are mentioned in the Word of God. In Second Chronicles 36.20 it says, And them that had escaped from the sword carried he away to Babylon, where they were servants to him and his sons until the reign of the kingdom of Persia. The, this verse heralds the entrance of the most powerful, wealthy, and widespread empire of the ancient world. The Medo-Persian uh, empire, at its zenith, at its height of power, ruled over seven million square miles of the earth. It started in Greece and 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 then ended in the Indus Valley which is in modern day Pakistan. So 7 million square miles sounds like a lot so I want to kind of help you get a visual in your mind the closest country I could find to this size of square kilometers is actually a continent and that's Australia. Australia is a bit bigger but it's in the same kind of category of size so like that's massive. And that was the Medo-Persian Empire. Uh, The Medo-Persians, like I said, were extremely wealthy. In Esther chapter 1, verse 3, "...in the third year of his reign he made a feast unto all his princes and his servants, the power of Persia and and the nobles, the princes of the provinces being before him, when he showed the riches of his glorious kingdom." and the honor of his excellent majesty many days, even a 104 score days, that's 180 days. And when these days were expired, the king made a feast unto all the people that were present in Shushan, the palace, both unto great and small, seven days in the court of the garden of the king's palace. So for 187 days, there was a banquet, there was a feast, there was incredible luxury and amazing food i wouldn't be one bit surprised so it just shows us a little display of the persian splendor at the height of its uh, strength when alexander the great captured the same palace it said he found 1180 tons of silver and 270 tons of gold coins folks that if you translate that over today into our money and how much that those precious uh, metals are that's an incredible amount of wealth and it kind of shows you how great how wealthy it was before that because they've been fighting against the grecian empire for a while and that would cost a lot of money to fight wars And this is what they still had left in the palace. The greatest treasure, though, that was found was piles of purple embroidery that were almost 200 years old but were still fresh from the oils that they mixed in with the dyes of that day. I mean, the splendor, the wealth, incredible. So where where are these people from? So if you're to look... At a map, the Medes were known as uh, ancient in the ancient world as people who lived in the northern mountains of, of Iran, uh, close to the Caspian Sea, um, so modern day Iran. And then uh, they intermingled with their southern neighbors, the Persians, who lived in Iran as well. And King Cyrus was the first king of the Medo Persian Empire. There was some conflict between the peoples before, but he really brought them all together and uh, did a great job as king. Cyrus is a king described by the prophet Isaiah, get this, over 150 years before the event. All right, Isaiah 45, verse 13, I have raised him up in a righteousness. I will direct all his ways. Uh, he shall build my city and he shall let go my captives, not for price nor reward, saith the Lord of hosts, in 50 uh 539 BC, Cyrus was welcomed as the liberator in Babylon. There was no looting, there was no destruction, which is incredible. That was kind of the mantra of so many empires that they would take over and destroy and loot. Not here. Cyrus was the ruler, the Lord allowed his people or used to allow his people to return to Jerusalem. We find numerous references in scripture to this, particularly in Ezra. Ezra chapter 1 verses 2 to 4, Ezra chapter 6 verses 2 to 5. As uh, per normal, many assumed that it was highly unlikely that an ancient king would do such a thing. So the critics of the world said that, that's not true, Ezra is not, that's a story he made up, that didn't happen. Because that's not what happened when kings empires took over other empires well in 1879 while doing a dig in ancient babylon they found evidence secular he- evidence of cyrus's policies the policy was found on what's called cyrus's cylinder so it's round it's it's just like the name would suggest on the cylinder it was ordered That the exiled nations could return to their homes, go back and rebuild their temples, take their gods with them. And in return, Cyrus asks that they mention his good deeds and that they would pray to their gods that he would have long life. Like, Cyrus was well ahead as a king compared to his. Uh, contemporaries who were known for murdering and destroying even more. Uh, he's, he's trying to put himself across as a pretty decent chap to me. That cylinder is actually located in the British Museum. If you ever get to Britain, and England area, uh, you uh, you can check that out in the British Museum. It's, it's uh, now agreed that Cyrus was in fact the first ruler in history who did not simply deport people, back to their native lands, but re- rather you know, gather together their peoples and return to their homelands with the treasures and the sacred temple vessels that were taken by the Babylonians. They, they, the, the Persians were here like, hey, take it back. Go home. Go back to where you came or where you're from. Uh, truly, again, a progressive mindset. Now we know that that was part of God's plan, Right. God planned for Cyrus to let his people go. They'll go back to Jerusalem. Another Persian king we're familiar with is King Darius. Uh he was greatly aided by Daniel. He's the king tricked into signing a law forbidding prayer to any other god or man but him. Uh, and if anyone did, then they were cast in the Den of Lions. Now, Darius did have an eagle problem. I, I mean how in the world do you sign that kind of degree thinking that oh, I am so great that I deserve the, the prayers of the people? But at any rate, uh, the Lord miraculously saved Daniel. And Darius knew Daniel served a living God. A living God. It's, it's the living God. All right. The living God. Oh, Daniel, servant of the living God. Not a living God. The living God is thy God, in whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions. And that's Daniel chapter 6, verse 20. Uh, The succession of kings was Cyrus and Darius, and then Azureres or Er Erxes. um, He would be the king that would marry Esther. Uh, He was different from the previous kings. He was no friend to defeated nations under his rule. He heavily taxed Egypt. He invaded even more of Greece. After taking Esther as his wife, Haman put in place a plan who was a uh, court advisor, uh, a plan to destroy the Jewish people. Azuir's attitude toward defeated nations no doubt helped Haman to bring this together. Haman uh, was a deceit deceitful man. He was a liar and things, but Esther came before the king, seeking for a meeting, knowing she would be killed, be put to death if he didn't put put forth that royal scepter. You remember that in the story of Esther? That royal scepter uh, which happened, thank the Lord, right? That it had happened. He did put forth the scepter, and the wicked plan of Haman was overthrown. And you can read about that in Esther chapter five, verse uh, chapter five to chapter ten. Incredible how the Lord protected his people, and used then the king of Persia to defeat the enemies of the Jews. Because he turned around his executive order to say not you're not to kill them, but you're to protect them. Alright, and um so a little neat little side note to that is that over the years they have found many numerous monuments uh in, in Babylon and other places of Erxes sitting on his throne with that royal scepter in his hand. That's pretty neat. Well, I hope that's helped you uh Explore the Word more, understand even more about the Medo-Persians and their connection with the Word of God. Uh, i got some exciting news for you. Pastor Matt will be doing another podcast now. He's going to take over for a little bit, and uh, you'll for- hear from him the next time. And uh, until then, you know, keep exploring the Word and looking at Jesus. Bye for now.